The New York Knicks are currently the hottest team in the NBA. They won six straight games. They're 12 and 2 with OG Ananobi. Just recently beat the Miami Heat, but that win came with a massive negative. Let's talk about it. They're playing basketball. Basketball. You're listening to the Knicks Nation podcast. Where we've got all your Knicks needs covered. Puts up a three. Bang! Bang! He ties the game! Now, live from the city that never sleeps, here are your hosts, Anthony and Chris. What's going on, Knicks Nation? The New York Knicks simply just cannot lose. <laughs> and the, they're the hottest team in the NBA. In the month of January, they are 12-2 with OG and Obi. Everything is clicking right now for this team. Jalen Brunson is playing at an all-NBA level. He should be definitely an all-star. It should be announced this Thursday. Unfortunately, he wasn't an all-star starter. We'll get into that as well. During this episode, we're going to get into everything. The Julius Randle injury, which we'll probably touch on here in, in, a, in, a, in a quick second. But, Chris, how you doing this weekend? How you doing this Sunday, uh, Sunday evening? Oh man, I'm uh, I'm all right, man. I'm I'm pretty much like most Knicks fans right now, just uh, you know, refreshing that timeline, trying to get you know any bit of information we can get on Julius Randle and uh, you know what's to come. You know, like you said, Julius Randle injury. We'll touch on it. But how are you doing, Ann? How's how's the weekend treating you? Quiet nice quiet weekend um it was great and then we had the julius randall injury news some footballs on to right now actually and that um i have in the other screen so um but yeah appreciate every single one of you that are joining us here tonight another episode episode 33 of the next nation podcast boy oh boy they just rack up every single week but i love it flies man time flies i love it so chris we just can't coming off a blowout versus the nuggets coming off a great win versus the miami heat the New York Knicks, one of the best teams in the NBA right now. Um, but it came with a massive negative. Obviously, we're all awaiting the Julius Randle MRI results, depending on when you're listening to this. We probably already know the MRI results, but right now we're live. But look, it hasn't come out yet. Towards the end of the game, six minutes left to go in the fourth quarter. Knicks were up, I think, what, 13? Randle goes for a layup, tries to plant his whole body with his right shoulder, I believe. And then you can see it popped out, dislocated, dislocated shoulder for Julius Randle. And we're just awaiting the results. And we're holding our breath right now, honestly. But right now, no news. It's no news. Good news, Chris. I don't know in this case, right? I mean, look, we, we know it's a dislocated shoulder. And depending on, on what else happened during that dislocation, I guess that's the key, right? Uh, I believe the the description was dislocated shoulder and there there wasn't much damage. But to me, that means there is some damage. So, you know, things have been quiet. We don't know the result of that MRI. And to me, I'm I'm a little nervous about that, man. I mean, he was getting that MRI the night of. And here we are Sunday and... No news yet, man. So what about you? How, how do you feel about this radio silence right now on Julius Randle? I have to be honest with you. Like, it gets me, gets me kind of nervous. He was He's already rolled out um, versus the Charlotte Hornets, so that's a given. 
but it gets me nervous. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. It gets me. It gets me nervous. Um, Tyler in the chat says at least it's, at least it's not his shooting arm. That is <laughs> that is a fact as well. Fugazi in the chat with the super chat. Positive vibe. Positive vibes to you as well. Appreciate the super chat from you. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, honestly, it gets me nervous. But I'm hoping that you know, oh, man. I mean, that would be a massive blow. Uh, worst case scenario, Chris. I mean. I guess we can go through worst case scenario and best case scenario right now. I mean, what do you want to do? The worst case scenario first, the bad news first, or the good news first? Oh, man. You know what? I'll, I'll go worst case scenario as much as I don't want to even think about it. But um, obviously, worst case scenario, in my opinion, is things don't look as uh, promising, I guess, if you want to say, with the initial description of the dislocation and yeah, Julius is out for the season. Or something like that. I, I think that's the worst case scenario in everybody's mind, right? Um, what, what are you? What are your thoughts? Is, I'm assuming that's your worst case scenario too. Come on, Big Jew. <laughs> Come on, Big Jew. We need you. We need you. Those of you that are listening on Apple and Spotify later on, I'm holding up a Julius Randle jersey. But yeah, that's the worst case scenario. He's out for the season. Those are the words I do not want to repeat ever again. But you know, that's honestly worst case, uh, best case scenario. He's only out for about a month. I think Steph Curry had dislocated his shoulder as well and only missed about 11 games. But everyone is different. It just depends on if he depends on the ligaments in the shoulder. We've seen a bunch of Twitter doctors come out and give their opinion, saying that it all depends on the MRI results. And right now, Sunday, January 28th at 9.36 p.m., radio silence from the New York Knicks. Everyone's on X trying to refresh. Everyone is trying to get an update on the shoulder. But right now, at this moment, we just know he's out for Monday. That's 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 all we know. <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't want to speculate. I hope that he's good. I hope that hopefully the no news means that, you know, we have some positivity above the hills, you know. But, um, yeah, best case is that he's only out for a month. And, you know, the guys can hold it down. Um, and they have been, you know. We've gotten good performances from Jericho Sims, Preston Sachua. Preston Sachua has come out this last week or so, and he has, I think he has 40-plus rebounds in his last four games. So we have the guys that will, you know, we see, we've even, even seen them play Jericho Sims at the four sometimes. Not not sure if I like that, but um, what do you, what, like, the guys are playing well, Chris. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it's I'm hoping, like you said, best case, best case scenario, there's is it's four, it's a it's a month, yeah. You know, four weeks. I think the Knicks will, you know, I think they're more than equipped to be able to handle something like that. Don't get me wrong, Julius Randle again, he's a big part of this team. His production, that's hard to replace, man. Um, it's gonna be a team effort. But with that said, like you said, Precious Precious Achua has been playing phenomenal for us. We just recently got iHeart back. He didn't. He didn't look amazing, but you know he's still out there. Um, you know, OG Ananobi's playing out of his mind, and of course Jalen Brunson is. You know, is leading this team and playing at an All NBA level. So I feel good if it's that best case scenario. But anything more than that starts to get a little bit, you know, nervous about it, man. You know. What what do the Knicks do if it's something more than that? You know, more than four weeks. But hopefully Randall pulls through, man. He's a tough guy, and you know he's gonna put that work in to get back as soon as possible. 
So hopefully we get some good news, man. It's just crazy how things can change in a blink of an eye, man. I mean, this team has been, you know, the best team in the NBA in the in the uh, year of January. But um, but yeah, replacements. I mean, if he's out for, I think if he's out for a month, we can hold down the fort. I mean, obviously Jalen Brunson will. I think, I mean, you see all these players in the NBA dropping 70 plus points. I wouldn't be surprised if Brunson becomes the next player to drop 70 points because, you know, his usage will skyrocket. So, you know, guys have to step on the offensive end and I have faith in them and you guys should have faith in them as well. OJ Ananobi has been playing. I mean, he's looking amazing out there. I mean, he's absolutely an incredible talent, incredible player. He's exceeding my expectations. I mean, from what I've seen in Toronto I mean I know he's had you know blow up offensive games over there but Chris I mean he's starting to get comfortable in this offense he's starting to hit mid-range jump shots now he's starting to I mean his defense he's, I think he's you know second right now behind Rudy Gobert for you know the uh odds on winning defensive player of the year so wow he, I mean yeah he's been uh absolutely incredible yeah oh OG yeah. Yeah, like I've said many times already um I'll eat the crow. I said it, you know, better than I expected defensively. And now you're starting to see that pull-up mid-range game from OGs driving, being aggressive, trying to dunk them, everybody, it seems like, lately. Love and, love you know, it. I love it, man. I love it. He's he's all over the court. What, what more can you ask for, man? I mean, there was rumblings in, when he was in Toronto that he wanted a bigger role offensively and – Look, with, with Julius going down, we're going to need every bit of it now with OG. So, you know, I'm excited to see what more he can bring on the offensive side. But so far, so good. I love what I'm seeing from OG and Anobi. Likewise, hit some of these comments in the chat. Appreciate every single one you in here. Fugazi says, it's time to make the move. Jordan Clarkson and Kelly Olenek for Grimes and Fournier. We'll come back to that comment. Um, and then Shy says MRI must not be good. They are certainly looking at a second or third opinion. Or it is up to Randall to play with pain or have surgery. Knicks have Randall. Knicks and Randall are taking their time to the side. That's what I was thinking. I didn't even think like they could be going for a second and third opinion. And in that case, Chris, we know how the Knicks are with like last year, like for instance, when Julius Randall went down with his ankle injury, they were mm -hmm. very vague about it. You know, yeah. they were like, he'll be reevaluated in a couple of weeks and we'll see. So that that's true. I mean, they were very coy about it. You know, you, you got very little details. You know, it wasn't basically until the game he came back that you started hearing. All right. He's actually, you know, moving, cutting, things yeah. like that. You know, it wasn't until he was like almost right at the cusp of returning that you got more details. So. That's a great comment. I mean, that's probably what it is, in my opinion. And I mean, does that shed light, though, that if you're getting a second and third opinion, they probably didn't like what they saw? I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I'm makes me nervous. I'm getting more and more nervous here. You know, I actually did a post game um, after the game versus the Heat, and I think who was it? Fred Cass reported that Tom Thibodeau said he was very concerned about it. And yeah. The mood just, the mood just <laughs> shot, man. I mean, right now I'm like, I'm, I'm just. I'm hoping for the best. That's all we can do. Big Tass says at least we are at the light part of our schedule. Very light, man. We got a bunch of home games coming up here. We got Charlotte coming up, and uh, we can get we can continue our winning ways. You know, Randall can rest up a little bit. You know, that's that's what we hope is the best case scenario for it. Um, 
Anthony, is the Heat to blame for this injury? I've seen this a lot, Chris. And last year, Miami, obviously, we all know Randall hurt his ankle. Um, this year, it's just unfortunate that he hurt his arm versus the Heat. In my opinion, I just think it's like freak injuries. I don't blame them, um, but it's just I do dislike them right now <laughs> at the moment. I'm not gonna lie to you, but it is. What I, it think, is. I think. I think that's with the Heat in general. I mean, when it's, it's Knicks versus Heat, obviously, you know, in this current short-term uh, rivalry rivalry as of late, you know, obviously the Heat took us out. And uh, Julius Randle getting hurt, you know, Bam out of bio on his screens, his illegal screens, whether you think you want to say they're legal or not. You know, I get it. And But when I saw it, you know, I, th- I just think, look, the, the Heat, they're always going to play hard, even if they're down 20. Um, look, Jaime Hawkins tried to take a charge, whether you want to say it was dirty or not. I, don't, I personally don't think it was. You know, it's basketball. It's a basketball. That, that type of stuff happens. And, um, you know, I don't like it. I don't like that that it happened to Julius Randle, that he got injured. But it's part of the game, you know. It wasn't dirty in my eyes. You know, and that's somebody who, again, I don't like the Heat as much as any other Knicks fan, but I do respect them, but I don't think that was a dirty play at all. Yeah, uh, it just stinks, man. Uh, Tyler says, he brings up a good point. It is concerning because when Mitch went down, the Knicks never gave us a timeline of how severe the injury was. And then out of nowhere, Woj tweeted about Mitch's disabled player exception. So right now, we're just waiting. No news. Could that be bad? Could that be good? Again, we just have to wait and see, but I'm I'm leaning towards the, like the kind of the bad side. I mean, it sucks to say, but we'll see. I could be wrong, but um, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm 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 trying to stay positive here, man. I'm trying to stay positive. You know, four weeks that best case scenario. I hope that's I hope that's the case, man. Fugazi with another super chat. Appreciate you, Fugazi. What do you guys think about this? trade if Randall was out for a while Clarkson and Kelly Olenek for Evan Fournier and Quentin Grimes I don't mind I don't hate it you know I don't hate it but in that package that you suggested you will have to give Utah probably a first round pick and they'll probably I think uh Olenek is a unrest I think this is his last season is an expiring contract so maybe look if the Knicks get bad news worst case scenario in my opinion, they have to go out. You can't just bring in Taj Gibson and say, hey, Taj, uh, save us again. Because, look, this team right now is just too good. Too good right now. So, yeah, what do you what do you think about that that trade, Chris? I like it. I mean, that that's two of the players that I was um, I spoke of before that I think the Knicks would target. You know, Kelly Olenek, good player who can stretch the floor, and I think he'd fit in great. And Clarkson, obvious for obvious reasons, that scoring punch off the bench that can you know spark us. So I I like it, I like it. Um, but do you think the Knicks would really go down that path if Julius Randle's gonna miss a significant amount of time here? I I don't know. I don't know if they go and actually make a move and a reactionary move. In my opinion, I think the team is uh, playing too good to kind of shake things up that much at this point. But um, I could be wrong. If they get him back, let's say it comes out, they get him back before the playoffs, like just before the playoffs a week so he can get his, you know, conditioning right, his feet wet, then I don't think we should make a move. 
But if they're seeking second, third opinions at this moment, right now it's radio silence, then I would think they would have to make a move. I mean, it was it was a question whether or not they would still make a move, you know, trying to get someone off the bench these last few weeks. You know, that's been a major question. And um, I do think they'll address that. But when you lose one of your look, I mean, Randall's a walking 25 and 10 right now. He's a walking bucket like it's hard to replace his production and it's going to be very hard. I'm sure Brunson will hold his own. OG will step up. Um, Jake, I saw Jacob Toppins name in the chat. Um, Unleash the beast. Um, and then CM says, who is the backup power forward? I mean, right now it's Precious and Jericho Sims and Isaiah Hartenstein. That's your, that's your pretty much your front court right there. And um, obviously we have Fournier, but Fournier never plays. So the Knicks are, it's going to have to get, um, they're going to have to get, you know, a little bit different. Like it's going to, it's going to look different. Um, Rick, Rick, what's going on in the chat? Shift precious to power forward, bring up top and wait for Hayward to be bought out. Yeah. Awesome. But I think, um, you know, this is the fear of most uh, Knicks fans coming into the season, right? I mean, there was really no no legitimate after we lost Obi Toppin. There was no legitimate backup power forward to Julius Randle, and you know we're banking on Julius staying healthy as he usually does. Because hey, let's be real, Julius is always out there, man. He rarely gets hurt, and he was on his way to another typical Julius Randle season where he's out there almost every damn game. So fortunately, you know, gets injured in this Heat game and. Now you're scrambling a little bit, but you know, I don't think it's, um, again, bearing any bad news, any worse news, I should say, coming from Julius and his injury. I think we're okay. We do have OG and Anobi, and uh, I think he'd be good as a you know, maybe slide him over to the power forward slot and you know, shift everybody up a notch. Do you bring Grimes back into the starting lineup? Um, I think we have some options, man, before you know, going out and just bringing somebody else in. It all depends on what's, what's the, the severity of the injury. But, um, yeah, I have faith in the guys, man. Especially Precious has been playing well. He's starting to get the playbook, starting to actually feel comfortable in the offense. Defensively, too. He's, he's, he's solid. He's blocking shots at the rim, and he's just playing. He's playing well. And Jericho held his own versus, versus Jokic. I thought he played – I thought he actually played really well versus Denver. You like yeah. him, right? Yeah. I I thought Jericho Sims was just balling out, man. You know, talk about a tough situation, man. Just just coming out and then boom, you're matching up against the MVP. <laughs> so I think he did more than hold his own. I mean, look, Jokic was going to get his points, but Jericho made him work, man, every single time. And again, you know, a great, a great Knicks are playing great, man. Beat the yeah. Nuggets, beat the Heat. Bummer about Julius, man, but everybody's just playing really well right now. We're clicking. The best news that we should, I mean, the best news that we can hope for is that, you know, Randall's out a month, and then he'll be reevaluated after that. That's what we're hoping for. But get well soon, big Jew. But like Chris said, the New York Knicks are playing extremely well. Um, yeah, I mean, OG and Anobi's playing well. I already see Tyler in the chat saying Obi back on the trading block. Um, <laughs> that, that would be funny, right? That would be hilarious. Imagine that. Knicks yeah. go and trade for Obi Toppin. 
bring it back. Welcome home. I think he comes. Yeah, he comes home this week, Thursday, I think. His return to Madison Square Garden. Will he get that tribute? I think they'll play a little video for him. <laughs> I don't have any inside information on that, but I think they'll give him something. Yeah, um, I think so, too. I saw DeRozan, too. So uh, DeRozan's offense would flow. Yeah, I mean, me personally, I I, I don't I don't want the Knicks to go that way. Chris, you brought up DeRozan's name. I'm not messing up this starting five at this moment, but like I said, it all hinders on what's wrong with Julius Randle. Um, look, if Randle's healthy, I still want the Knicks to bolster up their bench unit. I still think they need, you know, kind of like a veteran back there, like maybe like a Lowry or something, someone like that, you know, um, or like a obviously Brogdon's name has been in the rumors or Clarkson, like it was suggested in the chat, depending on where they go, but it seems like they're trying to trend away from DeJounte Murray. But yeah, I mean, DeRozan, is, his name is just keep, keeps being linked to the Knicks, Chris. I don't know. How, like, I don't, I don't, I don't see it. Like, I don't, I don't like it. I mean, I mean, right now with Julius going down and, let, and let's say, you know, it, it takes some time for him to come back. Let's say he's not out for the season, but it's more than, you know, four weeks, you know. Uh, DeRozan is intriguing to me, man. Like, you, if you put OG Ananobi at the four, you know, you got DeRozan at the three. You know, I think I think it's good, man. DeRozan gets buckets, man. He's he's a mid-range assassin. He doesn't space the floor, which I get it. That's the knock. And then when Julius does come back, what do you do? I think that's the biggest issue with it all, right? When Julius Randle comes back and he's healthy, you got DeRozan there. You know, I think that does disrupt the chemistry. So I don't like it, but for, you know, in, in that regard, but right now, just as a plug and play, if I could have them for, you know, without giving up too many assets, I, w- I would think I would do it, man. But in the grand scheme of things, I, it just doesn't fit, you know, and, yeah. I, and I get it. Yeah. Everyone healthy. I'm, there's no shot. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing that. <laughs> it's just the final piece to this team, team to me is, you know, Another score playmaker off the bench, and then we're competing with anybody. We're already competing with anybody. I mean, there's a lot of fans that just want to keep the team as is, and I'm not going to argue with you. I mean, that's your that's your opinion, but I'm saying when when playoff comes around, and we saw it kind of bit in the third quarter when the Heat went on that 10-0 run when Brunson was off was on the bench, Tom Thibodeau was like, "Get your ass back in the game," and obviously Brunson closed out the Miami Heat. So I'm just, and that could lose you a playoff game right there, just a run like that, and yeah. so. We'll see what uh, comes from that. Fugazi brings up a good point. Extended All-Star break coming up too, so a semi-blessing for the timing. Yes, if Randall is, let's say it's four to six weeks, you know, it's only going to help that, you know, the All-Star break is in the middle of that. You know, it's only going to help. And I do think on Thursday, Randall will be announced to be an All-Star reserve too. So I think it's going to be Brunson and Randall and Depending on the severity, it's probably looking like Randall's not going to play. But I'm ready for that announcement. I can't wait for that announcement. <laughs> yeah, same. same. I, I I would love nothing more than Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle named as All-Star Reserves. Granted, Brunson should have been an All-Star Game starter. But I digress. Either way, I hope those two guys get called their names called when the reserves are announced. Big Taz says DeRozan, thumbs down. Um, <laughs> Tyler says, send Indy back the second round picks. <laughs> Could you imagine that? All right, Indiana. We'll send you back the second round picks. We just need Obi Toppin right now. And Obi Toppin was, was uh, when Randall was 
out when Open Toppin was starting, they actually played pretty well. But it's just something to um, think. About I would I would welcome that to be honest. You could take back the second round picks, man. We'll take Obi Toppin back. I'm sure when Obi Toppin heard Randall went down, he was probably just like hands up, like yo, this couldn't happen when I was there. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, Nikki says bet Randall will be back after the All Star game over for Look, Randall's an Randall's a, a warrior. And the thing about Randall was last season, he played what? He was on his way, well on his way to play 82 games. Only Nick last season to play 82 games was Isaiah Hartenstein. And it's just, Hartenstein's missed missed some games here too. So it seems like the Knicks injury bug has kind of hit them here a little bit. Kind of of a little bump in the road. But I don't want to get too concerned right now, obviously, depending on the news. But... It, every team goes through this. Every, th- every team goes through these trials and tribulations, and you just have to get through it. And hopefully we can we can get through it because, look, Hardenstein is back. Only played, I think, 15 minutes. Now Randall is he's the X factor right now. We just don't know. And, um, yeah, I mean, hopefully we can get through it. Hey, Knicks fans, I'm proud to be partnering with Underdog Sports, my favorite place to play fantasy games. You got to check out Pick'Em. It's so easy to play. Just pick two to five stats of your favorite players and choose whether they'll go higher or lower. You can 20x your money by going 5-4-5. I've been, you know, choosing a bunch of Knicks on this and I'm absolutely loving it. Sound like fun? Just download their app and sign up using my code NICKS to get your first deposit up to $100 matched. I can't wait to see your entries. I have confidence in this team. I mean, the the way that we're clicking right now. I mean, look, Julius Randle going down. That's that's huge. That's huge. He's important to this team. He's you know he commands double teams for us. You know, in, in his passing, things like that. Whether you, whether you like his his passing game or not, you know, it's a big part of what we do. You know, and uh, again, wishing Julius the best. Hope he gets back soon because we're gonna miss him. But. Have faith in this Knicks team, man. We're going to keep it going. We're going to continue this this winning streak. Positive vibes, everybody. Positive vibes. I think we're one game back of the Philadelphia 76ers. So it is doable. And look at our schedule coming up. I think eight out of our next nine games are at home at Madison Square Garden. And then we have a winnable game versus Charlotte. Um, that should be winnable. And then after that, we're home for like, I think, two weeks and it's, uh, it, it feels good because obviously we had a crappy schedule in December. Now we're starting to get home games, most home games remaining in the NBA. But, yeah, um, Big Taz says Alec Burks is the final piece. I like Alec Burks, man. I really do. It's going to be cheap. Won't cost as much. And uh, I, I, still think that's a, I still think that's a good target to go out and get, man. That, yeah. that solves some of the issues with the bench. And then Nick Yak says, please keep it as is. McBride getting playing time before the playoffs. He will have huge games in the playoffs, splashing threes in 12 minutes. Look at it that way. McBride's only spelling Brunson 12 minutes a game, and his three-point shot has vastly improved this season. Hit a little bit of a wall there last week. Last game got going. Bench unit actually looked good in the first half for some Miami Heat. Third quarter is when they went on that run, and that's when you know the bench unit kind of flamed out. Josh Hart played amazing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a, a team effort with this with this Randall injury. But, yeah, Deuce, I mean, you give him the shot? You give him in the uh, the keys off the bench? Yeah, I mean, look, he's he's been showing out himself, you know. 
I mean, does it look clunky sometimes? Yeah, of course. You know, he's still learning as he's going, but he's impressed me, man. And, yeah. you know, the more time he gets out there, the better he's going to get, in my opinion. And, you know, got thrown into the fire, but so far, so good. You know, I like Deuce McBride. He's his shot is finally coming around. And I think that was the missing part. CM says, forgot about Hayward, as mentioned earlier. Yes. Don't forget the buyout market. I think Lowry will be bought out. Uh, Hayward's a name to watch. There's going to be a, like uh, Daniel Gaffer's name has been rumored to be become a New York Knicks. So depending on Randall's timeline, that would be interesting. And then obviously after that, we have Sadiq Bey and uh, Clint Capella. I don't like these names. <laughs> like such, this is such like a downfall. You really do Jews. not like Clint Capella, huh? No, <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. But um, Big Tasset, can we briefly talk about Embiid? Embiid sat out last game versus the Nuggets. I think he hasn't played them since 2019, and he only has <laughs> he can only miss six more games to be considered for MVP. So we should be watching wow. that. But uh, that's Philly. We're one game back of Philly, man. We we coming for y'all. We on your ass. <laughs> we on your ass, Philly. Knicks, man. I mean, look, I think everybody is on notice, man. We're beating the the Heat, beating the Nuggets. You know, I think you know we're we're maybe a good piece away, in my opinion. You know, from being legit bona fide contenders. You oh, know, man. I mean, the Julius news obviously brings it puts a damper on that. But again, you know, that's how well this Knicks team has been playing, man. This team has been. It's getting me excited, but that's why the Julius Randle, the news is, is, is like clouding my mind right now. Like we're such a good team. Like we can beat anybody at this moment. The way Brunson's playing, the way OG Ananobi's playing. Durant in the chat says, what if Randle's absence unlocks OG another level to his game that prices him away from the Knicks? Um, look, I don't want to, I don't want to think about like OG's price right now. I just want to think about like how, like what you said, he can unlock another level to his offensive game and we've seen some blow-ups now from OG Ananobi so his usage will skyrocket that's a fact Jalen Brunson's usage I think would stay the same hover around you know I think it's now it's at 30 percent on the season his usage so his usage will OG Ananobi's usage will skyrocket we're gonna need more out of Grimes we're gonna need more out of you know just everybody to replace that but if OG Ananobi what if he can take his game what is he averaging like 15, 16 points right now, make it. Yeah. I mean, I have faith that he can go to 20, 25, if that. And he's been playing awesome for us. I think so, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's been amazing, man. Yeah. Uh, better than I anticipated, especially offensively. Um, he's hitting his shots. He's hitting that mid-range. He's taking the ball off the dribble now, driving, driving strong, dunking on people. I mean – second efforts when when it doesn't go for him at the at the rim all of it i think he could definitely go you know bring another level um and without randall you know i wouldn't be surprised if you know his scoring goes up even more um like you said it's going to be a team effort to replace what julius brings brings to us so you know i don't think we'll get priced out i mean I, again i i'll say this you know the knicks didn't go out and trade out trade you know R.J. Barrett, Emmanuel quickly, just to lose O.G., you know. Yeah. There's no way. No, no way. That's not happening. All right, couple of stats here. So since trading for O.G. and it'll be the Knicks are 12-2. and 
tied for first in the NBA. They have 104 defensive rating, first in the NBA. 15.1 net rating, first in the NBA. 56% rebound rate, first in the NBA. 43% opponent field goal percentage, first in the NBA. Look, and those stats refer at the lead SM on Twitter. I, I, I saw that. And look, best team in the league since the start of the new year. Hottest team in the league since the start of the new year. And there's no secret. What has changed? It has been OG. And it, it's nice to see him starting to smile, starting to be comfortable with the guys. I think I saw something that he's still staying in a hotel room, still living out of a suitcase. So he's, he doesn't even have a home yet. And he's doing all this. But that's the thing I love about him. Like he's he's such like a like a guy that's built for New York. This guy's living out of a suitcase in a hotel room, just doing these. And then he's coming to the arena and just demolishing everybody on the defensive end and offensive end. Shout out to OG and OB, man. Yeah, shout out, shout out to OG, man. I, like I keep saying, I keep I sound like a broken record, man. I, I did not expect this. hundred um, percent, I did not expect this. I knew he was good defensively. Did I know he was going to have this type of an impact on us? You know, it almost takes me back to the Josh Hart trade when we got Josh Hart. He gave us that infusion, you know. Yeah. So I love it, man, and I hope it keeps going. <laughs> Likewise, Nick Yeah says we need money next year for OG and Harnstein. We can't take salary for next year. That's why we won't trade. Think the Knicks can do some things. I think they have the uh they have an exception and they would have obviously I think look, OG's gonna be here for the long run. They're not gonna make that trade unless they know some inside information. But right now, look, Knicks are rolling. Jalen Brunson's playing absolutely incredible. Um but yeah, we just have to wait on the Julius Randle news. That's the whole thing that's lingering right now. In my mind, in every Knicks fan's mind, we haven't gotten a tweet yet. It's 10.04 p.m. on Sunday night. They said hey, he got the MRI last night, I think. X-rays came back. They were kind of optimistic about that. Radio silence right now from the Knicks reporters. And we'll probably get the report from one of the big dogs. Woj or Shams will probably get the report first. And it's just a waiting game. Because if he's good, back in a month... Sign me up. We're good. If, if if that's the case, we're good. And like most Knicks fans, I'm I'm sitting here refreshing on another screen I got here. I'm just trying trying to see when that news breaks through. You know what is it gonna be for Julius? And hoping for the best, man. Just hoping for the best. Hoping for the best for Julius Randall. Um. Okay, we're gonna do something new here. So we're gonna have Pride of the Week and Concerns of the Week for the New York Knicks. So I think I'll go first with the concerns of the week, Chris. So the concerns of the week is obviously at times the bench unit looks kind of funky. So hopefully they'll get their feet wet. A lot of a lot of people in the chat still want Deuce to, you know, have that job. And maybe he is after the trade. They Nick signed him to that extension. They gave him, you know, not not a crazy contract at all, but they gave him the money and hopefully Deuce. And he has been playing well here lately. So. Deuce McBride has been playing well, build the confidence, and we can just go from there. And um, since the trade, Chris, going back to the bench, the Knicks bench, they ranked dead last since the trade. So, dead last. But that says it. (laughs) But we're starting to see good games out of Grimes. Last game, Grimes versus the Heat played okay. And Deuce has played okay. And then Precious has played well. So those stats may be a little bit, you know, I don't know. I may have to look those up again. But, yeah, when you see, when you hear that, what do you think? 
I mean, those, you know, the bench unit is my, is my biggest, you know, concern. You know, yeah. we saw it in the Heat game. We saw it, even, you know, a little bit in the Nuggets game even. Um, you know, the bench unit comes in. It just doesn't look great. And if somebody's not hitting their shots, like Quentin Grimes, it's not hitting threes or McBride doesn't have his shot falling. Where does the offense come from? You know, you're seeing Jalen Brunson coming off the bench, you know, just as fast as he sat on it. So, um, you know, that's that's my biggest concern and continues to be my biggest concern. But like you said, as of late, you know, Grimes has been showing us a little bit something. He's getting into into a rhythm and McBride, you know, he's shooting the ball really well. So who knows? Maybe the numbers are a little bit skewed, per se. But, you know, hey, I think the biggest thing to take away from it, even with those struggles, we are still getting wins over tough opponents. Denver, look, Miami, I mean, they've, won, they've lost six straight, but, I mean, they don't care about the regular season. Beat them, Philly. I mean, they just keep on coming. I mean, they just keep on coming. Emerson with the super chat. Appreciate you. Just wanted to say what up. What's going on, Emerson? Just chopping it up another Sunday night. Appreciate you with the super chat. Um, Look, talking about the New York Knicks, Randall injury situation, but, and then obviously we're just talking about, you know, the bench unit kind of, you know, what I kind of like is, you know, when when Randall and Brunson come out the game and then OG Ananobi comes back in the game, because what we're seeing that right now is OG Ananobi comes out around this, like the four-minute mark, three-minute mark of the first quarter, maybe earlier than that, then he's coming back in with the bench unit. And that's when you're seeing him start to facilitate the offense, sort of like what RJ was doing, but at a more efficient rate. And that's what I just hope that the New York Knicks continue to build on because I like it. You know, OG Ananobi, he's even – he's looking like Kawhi Leonard out there in some of his moves, <laughs> his uh, step backs, mid-range jump shots. I mean, he even probably has another ceiling he can get to, which is kind of crazy to say and even think about. But what I what I kind of don't like about that substitution pattern is fourth quarter comes around, Tom Thibodeau takes OG Ananobi out around – like the six minute mark, seven minute mark. And I'm like, oh, okay, Dibs, like, I don't know about this, but it's worked. But that's a little observation I made. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, look, when it's, when it's closing time, you want OG and Nobi out there. So I get yeah. that 100%. It kind of makes you question, like, uh, I don't know, man. But with that said, you know, I think we, we have enough defense on this team that that's okay. You know, hey, it's been working. We've been getting the wins. I don't have yeah. a problem with it. And for as much as I want to run OG Ananobi out there and have him play every damn minute of the game, you know, that's not sustainable. He and Tibbs, has damn, I was going to – yeah, I'm about to say, Tibbs is damn well trying to do that. But, you know, hey, I mean, maybe that's a situational thing. Maybe, you know, obviously if a game is a lot closer, maybe Tibbs doesn't do that. But – um yeah, I mean, I, I don't really like the, the late fourth sub, um, sub out, but, you know, got to trust Tibbs, man. I mean, hey, it's working, you know. That's that's what I come back around to. I'm like, yeah, right, it's I, tr working. I trust it's you, working. Tibbs. <laughs> I trust you because, you know, taking him out right there, I know he wants to get him a little bit of a breather, and it's just whether or not um, it depends. Like if we're at a timeout, a dead ball, then he sometimes he would even come in like with two minutes left in the fourth quarter, and it gets kind of close, got kind of close in that net game. But, yeah, just a little observation. CM says JB is the man. Yeah, let's talk about Jalen Brunson, Chris. Again, 
Let's talk about Jalen Brunson because obviously the news last Thursday was he got snubbed from the All-Star game, starting the All-Star game. Um, look, it's all a pop popularity contest. I think I wrote down something down here saying that on Instagram, Jalen Brunson has only 365,000 followers and Damian Lillard has 10.3 million followers on Instagram. So it's it's look, it came down to the fan vote. That was a hot topic last week. Fans voting. Did they show up? Did they not? At the end of the day, he still will be an all-star. He said he doesn't really care about it. He says he don't care. I think he does deep down inside. But, um, yeah, Chris, he's playing like one of the – he is the best point guard in the East right now. No debate. Best point guard in the East in conference right now. His numbers are better than Damian Lillard. Um, Over 30 points, I think, in six out of his last seven games. Averaging above – I mean, his assist numbers are up. His three-point efficiency is up. And, I mean, watching this guy facilitate the offense, I mean, boy, oh, boy. Jalen Brunson, man, has been absolutely incredible for us. And, whew. Yeah. Man. I mean, you said it. And, look, it came down to the fan votes. And in, in this case, you know, Dame versus Jalen for starting the the uh, All-Star game. And I believe they were actually tied. I believe, you know, the media and, uh, obviously, the player votes, yeah. they were tied. It was, I think I believe uh, Alan Hahn mentioned it. I believe it was thirty-seven point five uh, for Dame, thirty-seven point five for Jalen Brunson, with the tiebreaker being fan votes. And you know that's a big disparity. You know when it comes to Damian Lillard having ten mil, and then you know Jalen Brunson having three hundred and sixty-five. You know, K. That's yeah. that's a big. You know, I don't. I really don't like the narrative that. You know, New York didn't come out and support him and didn't vote. I don't think that's the case. I just yeah. think, you know, Jalen Brunson's not going to be out there. He's he's not, you know, his game speaks for itself. But he's also not going to be shooting the ball from half court every damn game. He's not going to be doing all these crazy flashy things, you know. He's not going out there rapping like, you know, Damian Lillard is doing or, you know. Yeah. I think that that's really what it boils down to. You know, it's just more exposure, right? So I think New York went out supported him. It's just Dame had a bigger following, you know? Yeah. And, you know, the NBA right now is a lot of, you know, young, young, young talent is in the NBA. Obviously, you know, a lot of young people vote for these things. And, you know, the NBA promotes a lot of these superstars, Dame, on their Instagram, on their Instagram team. Like you said, Dame, I mean, J, JB might not be the flashiest, but if you're actually watching the games, he's technical out there. I mean, he's 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 an assassin. And, you know, his his time will come. His time will definitely come. And I'm just hoping that, you know, the world and, you know, the United States and his brand becomes global, that everyone just starts to realize that number 11, Jalen Brunson, is that dude. <laughs> One of the best point guards in the NBA, definitely in the East right now. And boy, oh boy, I, I'm just happy that he is on our team. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where would we be without Jalen Brunson, man? It it feels great. Feels great to have a player of his caliber only getting better. Only yeah. getting better. And do I have to remind people that he was, you know, um an overpay? <laughs> that's what they said when they signed him. Yeah. That's what, that's they, what said. they said. That's what they said. That's what they said. Um, Alberto, what's going on in the chat? Believe in Grimes, believe in McBride, even believe in Precious. Believe in that Brent, believe in that bench, and let them grow. Well said. I mean, yeah. 
and it has been they have been growing this last week grimes has started uh, look i'm hoping that grimes can actually start to um build off of this because his confidence and you know his shot is there i mean open threes he's, he's kind of taking a step back this year but precious precious has impressed me i like what i'm seeing from precious but yeah i believe in them i really do and um Look, when you give these guys an opportunity, sometimes it takes these young players a, a while to break through, especially in the Tom Thibodeau's, um, the Thibodeau's, Tom Thibodeau team. So shout out to Deuce, man, falling out. Yeah, I like yeah. I like Grimes. Look, I I am I keep going back and forth. You know, hey, if we can trade, you know, Grimes for something better, sure. You know, I'm yeah. all on board. But I we've seen Grimes. We know what he can offer us defensively. And we know when his shot is on, he's he's a sniper. But, you know, what we've seen lately, in my opinion, I think is the biggest difference right now is Grimes is starting to get that confidence back, you know? He's putting the ball on the floor and he's attacking. But more importantly, he's not looking to pass right away. He's attacking the rim. He's actually trying to finish at the rim. So to yeah. me, that's huge, you know, because whether you make it or not, it's similar to Josh Hart, right? Whether you make it or not, whether you take a three or not, now the team, the other team has to honor that, you know? They can't just assume, oh, you're going to pass it. You're not trying to lay it up. You're not trying to shoot that three. They got to honor it. It changes the game, in my opinion. And that's that's what I'm seeing from Grimes lately. Yeah, I think he attempted eight free, free throw attempts last game. So just got to keep up the uh, uh, aggression. John Infante says, slide OG to Julius' spot. Use Achua and OG together at times. Hart and Grimes and Devo and Deuce will have to pick up the scoring gap and bring up Toppin. Been getting that a lot. Bring up Jacob Toppin. Let him shine. He's actually been balling in the uh, Westchester for Westchester. So, I don't know. If they do that, I like we'll that. see. I, do. I like that, man. Why not give Jacob Toppin a chance? You know, let's see what he could do. You know, just it doesn't have to be 30 minutes or anything like that. Let's give him, you know, five, ten minutes. Let's, let's see what, you know, at the – what's the worst thing that can happen, you know? Let's, yeah, let's Nick, get Jake Toppin up here. Nick Yak with some positivity saying the Cowboys cornerback dislocated his shoulder last game of the year, and he played a week after in the playoffs. Ooh. That sounds like a Julius Randle, right? I mean. Yeah, Julius, Julius is tough as hell, man. Um, I think if he has a chance to go and he feels all right, you know, even if he doesn't feel 80%, I think he'll go out there and he'll give it a shot. But yeah. with that said, you know, is it worth it to risk further injury, you know? I'd rather get him closer to that 100%. It's not his shooting shoulder. It's not his shooting arm. So, um, Big Taz says, uh, but, but I had his comment here. Do you think Precious is start over Josh Hart? Um, I do think those, I don't know, because we we saw them start Jericho Sims, too, at the four a little bit. So, you know, Tom Thibodeau, when, 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 when players, like, form chemistry, like, on the bench, Precious is, is absolutely doing that right now. Not sure who the Knicks slide in there, but he's an option along with Hart. And I don't think it's Hart because Hart has came out and said that he doesn't want to be a four. But then you just slide OG at the four. So I don't know. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. I mean, I think personally it'll be some combination of OG and then, uh, you know, maybe maybe Precious. I mean, I think uh, it kind of depends on what's going to go, what's going on with iHeart. Is he going to continue to, uh, you know, play? Because yeah. he only played 15 minutes recently, and uh, if he's not, you know, good to go, looked like he was, you know, hobbling a little bit out there. So if he's not good to go for the next game, that could kind of change things. And and I think they'd want Precious to back up Sims, you know. 
Yeah. But uh, time will tell. I mean, who knows what Tibbs is going to come up with. He was hobbling a little bit there. I was like, oh, boy. Yeah. But, um, look, these guys want to play. Hardenstein wants to play. Randall's probably – he wants to play. He's probably itching at the uh, training staff right now, wanting to play. But um, just got to wait and see. Just got to <laughs> wait and see. Um, bah, bah, bah. Hit, all right. Reset the room a little bit. Appreciate every single one of you in here. How many people we got in here? 70 people. Smash the thumbs up button. Subscribe to the channel. We are back at it again. Another episode of the Knicks Nation podcast, live podcast, episode 33. Doing this every single Sunday at 9.30 p.m. We opened this podcast up with the Julius Randle injury news. The New York Knicks are the hottest team in the NBA right now. They kind of put a damper on things. We're still waiting for an injury update, any update that we haven't gotten yet. A couple of people in the chat suggested that the Knicks may be looking for a second opinion on that Julius Randle shoulder. And you can look at it. You can look at that one of two ways. That's a bad thing that they're looking for a second opinion, or they got good news and they're just trying to confirm it that, you know, it's not so, it's not so bad of a news. And then they'll release something probably on Monday. But um, yeah, we're just, we just have to wait and see what the Julius Randle injury, what, what the significance of the injury is because Look, man, the sky's the limit for this team, and they've what they've shown you over these last over this last month really is that you know they can beat anybody. They can beat anybody. So it's just a waiting game at this moment. Yeah, you said yeah. it. It's a waiting game. That that news is going to be important. It's going to you know dictate, in my opinion, what what happens next. You know, do the Knicks go out and uh, try to get a piece to replace Julius Randle per se? Um, I'm not sure in my opinion, but again, that all depends on how long it's going to take Julius Randle to get back. So, hoping yeah. for the best again. Rick says, problem is Julius uses that right shoulder to create space. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just, look, I'm just hoping for no ligament damage. You know, I'm just hoping for, shoulders are kind of tricky. You know, some guys come back sooner, some guys takes a while. I mean, we saw John Morant, not comparing the two injuries, but... He had a torn something in his shoulder, knocked him out for the season. So right now, just a waiting game. Have to wait and see. But the guys will step up. I believe in the guys. I believe in OG Ananobi's play. I believe in Brunson has been balling. Grimes has shown us something here. Deuce has shown us something here. Josh Hart is starting to get more more, more comfortable and actually starting to be more consistent. Still does those uh, jump passes at half court, which, which drive me crazy. But um. Yeah, had a, had a big game, but a big dunk versus Miami Heat. So big dunk, man! Yeah. Oh man, that blow by, and then you you thought he was gonna lay it up, and then he finishes strong. That got me out of my seat, man. I, I almost lost it. <laughs> me too. AI in the chat says, or Al X in the chat um says, "Good show, guys. Get Jacob topping up." How many comments that we have tonight, Chris? Saying get Jacob <laughs> topping up. It's been like ten, right? Something like that. <laughs> I think I think we miss we miss topping man we, we miss a, we need a topping out there. Um, all right, read off some of these comments and I'll look up his. I want to see his stats in the G League. Alright, hold on. Let me let me. I know he's playing well over there. No, yeah, he is. He's definitely lighting it up, and that's yeah. that's mostly what most of these comments are coming up about Jacob Topping because he's. He's showing out over in the in the he, G League for the He first. had a thirty seven point game over there with ten rebounds, three three points made, three three pointers made, and 
Um, he's bouncy, and he's athletic like his brother. He's a Toppin. Knicks fans hold a hold something in their heart for a Toppin. That's for sure. But um, yeah, I mean, they can go that route. You know, we can go within. Bring up Jacob Toppin, extra guy off the bench. Just just let it roll. I mean, we're in a stretch right now where we we can be able to do that. Like we can kind of tinker with things. You know, it's not really a tough stretch. We have a bunch of games at home, so it's not like we're traveling or whatnot. Julius Randle doesn't really have to travel. He can rehab his shoulder in, in, in New York City. So, look, the Knicks can go that route, promote from within, or go the trade route and get someone on the trade block. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think that's the most like safest route that the Knicks will take. They'll they'll try somebody in house before they go out and make a big shakeup or make a, a move in, in that regard. Um, I like Jacob Toppin, man. I mean, the knock on him was really that he wasn't uh, he wasn't like a clone of Obi Toppin per se. He wasn't um, offensively polished, but yeah. his defense was his is like his calling card. So it's it's. It's nice to see that he's out there and he's showing now and he's dropping points left and right, showing that he can hit the three ball as well. I mean, look, I know he's a, he's a project per se, but who's to say that can't translate, right? Paris, what's going on in the chat? Just don't go with the eight-man rotation. That will kill Jalen <laughs> Brunson. Not until the playoffs, Paris. And we'll see that eight-man rotation. Just got to wait until the playoffs, but. I Look, I do think his his I mean I do think his usage is gonna go up a tad bit, man. Maybe maybe not much past you know where he's at right now, which I believe is close to thirty or thirty um, yeah. flat. But you know they're definitely gonna put more on JB's shoulders, in my opinion. Scares me, but you know that don't scare me. What what scares you? I mean, what scares me is just overuse. You know, I mean. He's such a different breed, man. I mean, the overuse, I get it, but he loves it, you know? I mean, he loves it. And I, I feel like, you know, with more usage, what is he going to average? <laughs> 30, 30, 35? I mean, he's going to be one of these NBA players dropping 70 points. Like we had a couple of days ago, Luka dropped 70 points. He's capable of doing it, you know? So we're just going to see more Brunson, more – and an OB on the offensive end. And yeah, I mean, the guys will, they, they'll step up. You know, that's, that's how I believe in, that's how much I believe in this team this year. It's just a, like a different, it feels different, right? Like yeah. this year, it just feels different. Like there's something about yeah, this I team, mean, Chris, that's giving me like, I don't know, like Eastern Conference Finals vibes. Like I'm, I'm starting to feel something about this Knicks team, you know? The, the weird thing is that it's kind of hard to kind of pinpoint what exactly that feeling is, but yeah. it's a good feeling. That's for sure. I mean, look, I mean, we, we had such a good seat. The, the past season, everything was great. You know, second round playoffs, you know, I think a lot of Knicks fans were a little nervous, you know, was it a fluke? Is that what we are? You know, are we going to revert back to the old Knicks? You know, what are we going to get? And look, with the additions of OG, I mean, we're just on cloud nine right now, in my opinion. You know, the best since that trade went down, only getting better and going to get better, in my opinion. Um, granted, you know, Julius is down, but who knows? Even with, with Julius being down right now, there's a potential that we get even better defensively, you know? Yeah. 
what 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 are your thoughts on that? Maybe we just take it to a whole nother level defensively, and that is really what will uh, you know, kind of replace some of the production per se that Julius would be giving us. I mean, I would agree with you in that, but you know, the Knicks right now with Julius are one of the best defensive teams to start the year. You know, the best in defensive rating. So, you know, at times we know Julius sometimes can get lost on the defensive end, you know, following his mans, going through screens and whatnot. But, you know, they played great as a team defensively. And it depends who they slide in there. You know, I mean, I don't yeah. – I have faith in them. That's the, Whoever they slide in there will will step up and whoever comes in and, you know, is trying to replicate. I mean, 25 and 10 is hard to replicate. But, you know, I mean – we did the concerns of the week, the prides of the week. Jericho Sims and Precious Achua, we wrote down here. I mean, yeah. Jericho Sims has played amazing. Precious has played amazing now. And we're just going to ask more from them to from during Julius Randle's absence. And the way Precious has played, over 40 rebounds in his last four games, even rebounding offensive rebounds, like he's played well. Jericho's looked bouncy, fresh legs for Jericho. So... You know, the scoring, I'm, I'm not concerned about the scoring. I feel like the scoring will balance itself out. Brunson and an OB, Hart, um, DiVincenzo. Um, I think the scoring will balance itself out. But, you know, I believe in them. I do. Yeah. Likewise, yeah. likewise. I think, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think it's going to be tough, you know, without Julius. But I have faith in this team, man. I mean, this team is clicking. And luckily, you know, our schedule is not, you know, too crazy so i think the knicks could weather the storm now again goes back to what's the news going to be on julius Randle? how long is it going to take so but right now i'm optimistic man i'm optimistic as far as the go. team in general so trying to keep it that way yeah i'm optimistic as well you know i don't know i'm optimistic as well but um <laughs> paris says like it or not get fournier going he Get decent minutes in two games. Just need eight minutes from Evan Fournier. I don't know about that, man. I don't know about. But hey, I mean, everyone got. We've step seen up. it. Yeah, we've we've seen it. I mean, it's been a couple of times now. We've seen uh, Fournier get off the bench. I mean, again, surprised that he's still a Nick. Surprised that he's still here, and surprised that he's seen the 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 court as much as he's had he has this season. So. I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. You know, we could be seeing Fournier out there. Could be. Katz tweeted this three hours ago. If Dibs has a few options to start at power forward to, to um, first the uh, Charlotte Hornets, depending on when you're listening to this. Could be Hart. Could go with Grimes or Chua. But he really shied away from playing Grimes and Dante DiVincenzo together. My guess is he goes with Josh Hart and then staggers him with Ananobi. So one of them is the backup Four. So that's from Fred Katz. Fred Katz says that he believes that he starts Josh Hart. That's just his guess. And we'll see. You know? Yeah, that's pretty yeah, much what I, I think might be the case. You know, as much as Josh Hart does not want to play the four, I think he'd do it in a in a pinch like this. And then Mark Berman quoted that tweet. Uh, shout out to Mark Berman. <laughs> Retired Mark Berman. <laughs> Fred's a nice guy, but then shows the angst of an NBA beat reporter waiting by the phone all day Sunday for a Randall update from Nick's PR that never came. Then he says, doesn't seem like that's a good sign, though. So, look, right now it's a waiting game. It's a waiting game with Julius Randall. It is an absolute waiting game. Um, all right, hit some of these comments. 
Paris says OG and Sims will keep us alive defensively, juggernaut, and it'll be precious can play the four. I heart. I have faith in the guys, man. Every that that look, we've said it, man. Everyone step up. D Raz, salute. Salute to you, sir. Appreciate you in the chat. As always. Trav, what's going on? Love the show, y'all. Get well soon, Drew. We still got enough to make the push for the third seed. This team is clicking. Thibs is in his bag. Let's do it for Julius <laughs> Randall. Look. Tom Thibodeau, man. I mean, he's been here and absolutely has changed the culture for this team. Obviously, we have, you know, the, the Milwaukee coach situation. Now Doc Rivers is in there. It's just good to have stability on our side. It's just good to have a stable front office, coaching staff, team, <laughs> and fan base, dare I say, right now. Hold up. Are you, are you saying that the Knicks are stable and more stable than other teams? Yep. Man, yeah. <clears throat> times have changed, man. Times have good. changed. <laughs> feels amazing. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, this is why this year feels different. Like, last year was such, like, second round. We were right there. I keep going back to that Brunson almost pass to Josh Hart in the in the, in the first time I'm here. But, look, I mean, that last season was such a great season to build off of. This season started off rocky. Leon Rose picked up the phone. Toronto, I'll send you RJ quickly. Give us OG, and it absolutely has shifted the landscape in the Eastern Conference. Because right now, at this moment, Knicks one game back of the third seed, and I think they're going to catch Philly. I do. Because this Embiid, knee injuries, missing all these games, and I think they're going to catch Philly. And if we can lock up the third seed, Chris, that would be huge. Absolutely huge. And I don't, <laughs> don't want to get ahead of myself, but yeah. man, that would yeah. be something, man. That would be something. And look, like you said, it's it's part of just from top to bottom, this Knicks organization, they they seem to be in sync, you know? The moves that they made are paying off. Um, like I mentioned, again, this is like the Josh Hart trade. We got OG Ananobi, and it sparked us, you know, things were looking rough, you know, as far as the, the, the team chemistry was going. And bam, OG Ananobi gets acquired, you know, in a, in a trade that, Let's be real. That must have been a tough trade for for Knicks organization to make, giving up R.J. Barry, giving up Emmanuel quickly. So, you know, credit credit to them, man, because, man, has it worked out in our favor. It has for sure. We even saw Drake in Madison Square Garden versus the Miami Heat, and that's big because Drake has never – I don't think he's ever been to the Garden. So I saw Drake, and was he following Ananobi around? Possibly. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. I'm going to say, you think he was just, you know, checking in on OG? Like, hey, come back, please. We miss you. <laughs> I know. All right. Trade rumor mill. We'll touch on this really quick. So, obviously, DeJounte Murray's name has been lingering. Um, and then we used to have Bruce Brown's name is still out there. Alec Burks, Malcolm Brogdon. You can chime in in the chat as well. We'll touch on this really quick. But, you know, Knicks right now, obviously, it all depends on the Julius Randle injury situation to see if they'll bolster up the bench. But nothing really, like, substantial on the rumor front. I mean, it just seems like – I think I saw something that the Lakers are out on DeJounte Murray or they're not willing to Ooh. pay the price. Yeah, something like that. But, um, yeah, I mean, in my opinion, you have this Fournier contract still lingering around. Don't want to pick it up just to have him sit on the bench next year. Again, just to use it in a trade. So that's what I keep going back to, thinking that the New York Knicks are going to make a trade because – I just feel like they just have to use 
that Fournier contract to get something in value in return to uh, improve your team. But they could just be like, why change it? It's working. We know the bench right now is kind of iffy at times, but with practices, with more games, we're hoping that chemistry starts to form. But, yeah, I mean, that's – what are your thoughts on, you know, the trade front? Nothing – yeah, things have things have been pretty quiet. I mean, more quiet than than I expected. You know, with yes. all the names that have been out there, Brogdon. You know, you had uh, Dejounte Murray. You know, recently the Alex Burks, um, which I was actually hearing that Detroit actually doesn't want to trade most of their guys, which yeah. makes no sense to me. Makes no sense. You know, they've lost a ton, continue to lose. Why not? I don't know. Anyway, yeah. I digress. <laughs> um, yeah, things things have been um, pretty quiet on the trade front. So, um, yeah, not m really much going on there. Um, and that's a nice, I mean, not nice, but like when it comes to Evan Fournier and that expiring contract, do you think that hurts the Knicks per se? Because teams know they need to basically unload that or else they get nothing. I mean, well, that that's why it's been leaked lately that from Bobby Marks, it hasn't been leaked, but Bobby Marks has suggested that the Knicks could just pick up his team option next year and just have him sit on the bench again. But I, I wouldn't like that just sounds crazy. But teams are like, it depends what look for all we know, the Knicks could be involved in trade talks right now. And that could be a reason as to why the Julius Randle injury news hasn't come out yet, because maybe the Knicks are like talking with another team. And then let's say the Julius Randle injury news comes out and the other teams is like, oh, you're desperate. You're desperate right now. So, um, yeah, we're going to ask for another pick, another first round pick or something like that. So I just thought of that. It could be a, like another reason why, you know, the injury hasn't come out yet. So. Hey, I mean that that would be a a positive spin on it <laughs> as far as uh Julius's status not, you know, on his injury, yeah. but uh yeah, that's a that's a I didn't think about it that way. That could possibly be be it. Um Wow. Yeah, I like that. I, mean, I hope that's the case. <laughs> it could be. Look, if Randall's healthy then I mean ride ride the guys and until you get back, but um yeah, man. I mean, this is like this is all we're waiting on right now is this Julius Randle injury designation. Again, by the time you're listening to this, probably going to post this on Apple, Spotify tonight. Definitely. Um, it, we could already know, but it all hinders on that, um, depending on where the Knicks go in the trade market. But enjoy this damn team, man. 12-2 and two in the OG Ananobi era. Guys are playing well. The aura is absolutely amazing i mean the chemistry is amazing everyone's smiling laughing playing with one another and tom thibodeau is even laughing at post games so <laughs> which is why i think if we come together as knicks fans and bring you know some positivity around julius randall's injury hopefully that we can get some good news out of it but um yeah man what do you say chris positive, what do you say positive juju we don't want the bad juju we want the positive juju <laughs> We definitely want the positive juju. All right, hit some of these comments before we head up on out of here. Appreciate every single one of you that has joined us tonight in this chat. Um, CM says Bojan, Bojan Bogdanovic again. 
His name doesn't get brought up. Um, D Rose, what's going on? We need Randall, but can live without him for a bit. Just need Jalen Brunson more on the floor for sure. More on the floor for Jalen Brunson? We need him more? I mean, he's already playing like close to 40 a game, but no, I get what you're saying. Um, that's what I'm scared of, man. That's what I'm scared yeah. of. But no, I think I think they'll keep his minutes in check for the most part. It's just, you know, whether a game is close or not, he's obviously going to be out there. And I'm just scared, you know, to get another, you know, player, in my opinion. Big Tass says, damn, I feel bad for Burks. He helped us build this franchise from the 2020 <laughs> season. Big money, AB. Look, I wouldn't. Look, we said it last podcast. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be mad if they went that route. Just I wouldn't be mad. But. Yeah, I I still want to see it happen. I mean, hopefully Detroit's just trying. I mean, maybe that's this is their way of playing hardball per se. I mean, they really have no leverage in my opinion. Everybody knows that they should sell. Yeah. Um, and why hold on to an Alex Alec Burks when he doesn't really fit with your, you know, the news out of Detroit basically was like something along the lines of, hey, we need veterans because we're losing so much. You know, you need a steady presence of vets. I don't buy that. Um, you know, hopefully we could swing something for Alec Burks. I think he will fit great with this team, man. He will indeed. All right, one more refresh before we get up on out of here. No MRI results yet. No MRI <laughs> results yet. So we'll I've be waiting. Entire time, just just searching for anything. We'll be waiting, man. We will be waiting. All right, guys. Got to get it done. Charlotte up next. Then we have a bunch of home games. Crossing our fingers for Big Jew. Let me put up his jersey one more time. Big Julius Randle. Salute the jersey. Let's go. Get healthy <laughs> soon. Get healthy soon, Big 30. We need you out there. You've been playing amazing this year. Hope for the best. Nothing but the best for Big Julius Randle. Appreciate every single one of you in the chat. I'm Anthony. This has been a great episode. Again, it is a wrap. That is Chris. I'll see you next time. Peace. Peace. Thanks for listening. Please hit that follow button to stay updated with our latest episodes. And we also greatly appreciate those five-star reviews. For you video enthusiasts out there, head over to our YouTube channel to catch the podcast in video form. YouTube.com slash Nation. You'll find all the relevant links conveniently listed in the show notes below. See you next time. Mm.